And welcome back to the Discover Virginia Beach podcast, where we set out to highlight all there is to discover in the Virginia Beach area for both tourists and locals alike. Today, we are joined by the owner of Sunshine and Sweet Peas, who turned her passion for local art coastal living and bright colors into a community hub here in the Virginia Beach area, starting at a humble 900 square foot space and then rapidly expanding into a 3,700 square foot delight in less than a year. Sunshine and Sweet Peas has bloomed into a very happy place for art enthusiasts, local shoppers and community supporters. And I am super excited to be speaking to the owner today, Steph Spears. Steph, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so very much for having me. I really appreciate that intro. Just literally gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, you have had such a, an incredible story, and I'm super excited to dive into that today. So walk us through your journey to, to the Virginia Beach area and how you got started in the art community. So I'm born and raised here. I'm a complete local. I was born in Virginia Beach. We lived in Chesapeake for a little while. Then I moved back to be able to finish middle school and high school I'm in Virginia Beach. So I actually went to Cox High School and then um, went to college for a couple of years at ODU. So art actually started for me. Um, my mom loved art. So I started collecting art at the age of 12. So by the time I moved out on my own, all my girlfriends are like, wow, all my walls are blank. How do you have this beautiful table and this beautiful piece of artwork on your wall. And I said, well, I got that when I was 14. My mom and I got this at the local Neptune festival at this age. So it's something that has always been a huge part of my heart. I loved doing art class in high school. I still remember my art teacher, Ms. Gallagher at Cox high school. She just, it just blossomed, but I never looked at myself as an actual artist. And then I kind of stepped away from it a little bit. I was going towards personal training and I started to actually refinish one of my son's um, dressers. And a lot of my friends loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh. So as I started to do more and more, people kind of inquired about it. And I'm like, I wonder if I could totally like mesh this together with my passion for art. So I started doing it, but my mom had actually gotten really sick with another bout of cancer and it kind of pushed the dream down the road a little bit longer. Um, so I started selling clothes again because I used to do LuLaRoe. And um, so I started selling clothes again, just to kind of cover the bills. And then once my mom was doing better, I really just went full on at it. Um, but yeah, we started at 900 square feet and um, yeah, we're at 3,700 now. I've got um, 18 local artists in the shop now. Wonderful, wonderful. And before we jump too far into the business side, I want to backtrack here because there is something that is sometimes lost in our fast paced world. And that is the process of waiting and the process of being patient or just understanding the different transitions. Um, mm -hmm. Our Discover Virginia Beach community, past folks alike, as well as those on our Facebook group, they are in seasons of transition, whether they're planning their next trip, their next visit, or their next relocation to the area, they are thinking about all of these things. Could you walk us through maybe one or two pivotal moments during your journey from transitioning from, you know, uh, selling clothes to doing the role of, you know, basically, you know, doing respite care for your mom to then going back to art, maybe one or two moments that stick out to you that really defined your view of how, um, of how you viewed your art and what inspired you to, to continue along that journey. So for me, and I know for a lot of people, art is a connection. Art is a feeling, you know, you can look at a piece and you just want to stare at it. You fall in love with it. And when you start to know the artist as well, you fall in love with it more. So I think when I first had this vision, right, it's 
I'm a squirrel. I have a whole bunch, like everybody always says, you know, you see a shiny thing. It's like squirrel stuff's going to go grab it. Right. But I think as far as like the pivotal moments of where it started, right. Cause it started at my house in a garage, painting a piece of furniture to, I could really get all of these to kind of mold together. Um, but it was a point to where I needed to prove to my husband that the business model works. So I needed to start small and if you know me, I do not start anything small. I hit the ground running and I I see the goal and I run right towards it. There's no little small jumps. It's go jump off the cliff without a parachute and I'm going to fly. But as far as the art, like I said, it's an absolute feeling. Um, so when my mom got sick, I knew it was the best decision for myself and my family to hold off on starting this and take care of what I needed to take care of first. Um, You know, I have three small kids and they saw all of that as well. And I think that's a great role model um, to be able to follow. Um, But then after that, once my mom was better and things like that, things started to settle down a little bit more. I just went after it. So I started going towards, um, local um, art shows and craft shows and things like that. I didn't really have the full model lined out at that moment. I'm very much a work in progress kind of person. So where it's like, okay, this one doesn't work. So let's go on to the next thing. Um, So I started with about 20, well, actually probably about 12 local artists at that time in the 900 square foot space. And I had it packed. Um, we opened in October of 2018. Um, it was a very small opening, but it was a, like a lot of friends, a lot of people that had followed me during LuLaRoe when I made that transition from clothes. Um, I built already had built a really great community with my LuLaRoe business, and a lot of people transitioned into that um, with me, which was amazing. But no, so I just kind of opened up, had a soft opening, um, had painted furniture in there, had jewelry, um, had some of the local art and crafters. And then, but that it was just kind of, I mean, I would have my kids in there. I'd have my daughter on my back, strapped to my back, work in the register with another employee of mine. But it's just, it goes back to art is a feeling. Art is a connection. Art is our community. And that's what I've been really trying to push. I, I love that. And I love the humility in, in in your words and the way in which you really handled that journey of just trying to make it work, but also having those boundaries for yourself to say, hey, this this is what comes first from the first, uh, you know, art piece you built in your garage to caring for your mother. Uh, and I know you said this word a lot, which is community, and it can be a very taboo word. But here on the podcast, we really like to stretch that out and really dig a little bit deeper. So I'd love to ask mm-hmm. you, Steph, so what does community mean to you and how has it played a role in the way you have formed uh, your art as well as your business? So if we can go and like dive into the meaning of my name. So sunshine is me. I'm always a very happy, go lucky, positive person. I've been that way since I was little and I'm still that way at age 40. (laughs) Um, I always get very complimented on my smile. It's infectious. Um, So I have one of my old friends, Jimmy, he's like, your mama sunshine, you will always be mama sunshine to me. So sunshine is me. Um, Sweet Pea is my best friend that I lost um, almost seven years ago this August. Um, she ended up passing away um, during childbirth. So she ended up passing away from an amniotic fluid embolism. I'm actually finally able to talk about it without crying. But that passion runs deep with turtles. And she and I both loved art. Um, so that's another play into the community part of it where it's a person connection, right? Um, you never think about going in for the... Um, 
the best day of your life for your best friend and coming out and her not being there anymore. Um, so it was definitely a pivotal moment, but realizing the connections that I have made with my customers that have either lost family members. I've actually met a couple of customers that they've had loved ones that have died from an amniotic fluid embolism. And to be able to have created that connection, but then also created the connection through um, sea turtles which was her number one love. Everybody loves sea turtles. <laughs> and I've turned that love and that passion and that community into donating back to um, the Nest Foundation, which is down in North Carolina. And I actually make that donation every year for her birthday to be able to support um, endangered sea turtles and to be able to give back to that local community as well. Wow, that's that's so that's so amazing that you can you can transform her life and her legacy through your art despite her not being present with us today. And I'd love to talk about the Nest Foundation here in a bit, Um, but I want to kind of bring us back to this moment. So you've, you've had this very influential person in your life past. You, uh, is that, is that during the same time when you're opening up your shop or was that a couple of years before? That was a couple of years before. So I, um, so she passed away in, 16, 2016. Um, I had had two boys at the time um, and I surprisingly became pregnant with my daughter um, a few months after my best friend passed. I believe in the universe. I believe in God. And I feel like she brought her into my life. Mm. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. And, and, and so with that came your, your next transition to to creating this wonderful brand, the sunshine and sweet peas. So you started from the 900 square foot space. I I think you said you had nine or 11 artists at at the time and then transitioned to a 3,700 square foot space within the year. Uh, That's, that's very impressive. (laughs) Could you you very much, could you discuss some of the challenges and, and triumphs you experienced during this rapid growth period? So, you know, I had had the 11 artists and I was really transitioning to a point where I was trying to get away and get to more of an artist aspect than a crafter aspect. Um, I feel like I think crafters do an amazing job. Please don't get me wrong. But my vision for my store is I really wanted to show off the unique talent of artists in our local area. So I think that being said, the some of the hardest parts that I went through, I have to say respectfully, still in this day and age, is being a woman in business and also being a younger woman in business. You just don't get looked at the same way. So I kind of went through some pitfalls with leasing places and things like that. Um, but I could remember going after my store. I was supposed to get the back end of that store. I wasn't supposed to get the full space. And they're like, oh, the front's already leased. You're going to have the back, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, here's what you can have it at. And I said, has anybody put in a bid for the whole thing? They're like, no, we haven't been able to find a business that could fit that. And I'm like, I'm going to put a bid in on the whole thing. It'll save you putting in another bathroom. It'll save you putting in another HVAC unit, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, well, propose us. So I gave her a proposal. I showed them exactly how much money they could save by allowing me to have the whole space. And within less than a week, they gave me the whole space. So it was some of those business decisions to be able to look after and to be able to, I know I needed this space. I've lived in this area. I know how amazing of a shopping center that is. I know how great the Braden Company takes care of their properties and their tenants. So I really wanted that. And when I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so I proposed it in a way that looked advantageous for 
the lacing company and myself. But once we dove in, I took that space over in June of that year. And I was like, I'm going to keep the other business open. I'm going to keep the other 900 square foot space going so I could continue to sell art. And it got to a point I had stretched myself way too thin. I was working one, two o'clock in the morning at the new space, trying to get art in, inventoried, barcoded, um, up on the walls, getting the poly furniture in. I literally sat there one night and I just bawled my eyes out at 10 o'clock at night and just looking around like, how am I going to make this happen? Um, But I definitely had some friends um, that came in and helped. A couple of the artists came in and helped, but we ended up bringing it all together. But where I was going to open in a month, it got pushed back to two months, just trying to get internet and getting all the things done. You just... You know, it's it's it looks great in the grand scheme of things when you first start, and then you're like, oh, thirty seven hundred square feet's a lot bigger than you think. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And you, that's so impressive that you were able to negotiate that. And, and I want to I want to touch on one thing, if if you don't mind, Steph, because sure. women in the workplace is and business owners, uh, entrepreneurs that that's a whole new conversation piece. Uh, you know, quite frankly, you know, past generations didn't really have much. Uh, you know, context to, to speak yeah. on. Would you mind diving in a little bit deeper of what you mean by the challenges that you experienced? Maybe a certain Absolutely. example or two. Well, and I'm not saying that I look, I get looked down upon. Please don't get me wrong, because I will tell you, I actually get praised very highly for being a woman in business, right? Um, I think women in general have changed the face of that for many mompreneurs, women entrepreneurs, things like that. But when you come into my business, that is exactly the energy that I've also created as well. I have moms in there that are killing it as artists, the talent that they bring to the table. And most of my artists in my shop are women. And it's not that that was a choice that I've made, but now that you've brought that up, I really look at it like I have 18 local artists and over three quarters of them are, are women. And that wasn't on purpose. It just, it just happened. And I think it's because of the energy that I put out of a woman in business, a mom in business that has three young kids. I've attracted that same energy um, to be able to come in, but it's just the way of women are sometimes looked at being as soft respectfully. And you have to, sometimes that bulldog comes out on you sometimes I'll tell you. And I always tell everybody I'm really nice and I'm really graceful, but I will tell you back into a corner and pitbull is going to come out <laughs> and I defend yeah. what I want and I defend my passions. And that's anything that I encourage any woman going into business. You put on that nice face and you're who you are, but at the end of the day, when you want something, you go after it. And you prove it just like with the leasing company, like I showed them their benefits and I showed what I would also bring to be able to help benefit them as well, which like we have our local Christmas event every year and it started out small, but I had 75 people waiting in line last year to come in. I drew that into the shopping center. And so my leasing, um, the owner really loves that every year that I bring that it's, it's not the, it's not the Harris Teeter next to me. That's a huge draw for a grocery store, right. Or the amazing business that Tony's built with why not I brought that to the shopping center and my artists and, you know, the partnerships and relationships I have with them brought that. So those are the important things to always harness. I think. I love it. I love it. Thanks for diving into that for us, Steph. Now let's highlight some of your business. I, I'd love for you to share if you would mind share exactly what location you're at. We'll have it in the show notes for those of you listening or watching this video uh, in the recorded version. But just while during this conversation, share with us where you're located at. Maybe highlight one or two of your top feet, uh, top selling items uh, mm-hmm. that you're currently uh, that currently advertising. Okay. 
Um, so I'm located at 2114 Great Neck Square, Virginia Beach, 23454. Um, we are located at the corner of First Colonial and Great Neck Road. Um, the old Farm Fresh used to be there, now it's Harris Teeter. And of course, I'm two doors down from Tony over at Why Not Pizzeria that has been in business for 25 years. But no, so I absolutely adore where I'm at. It's great traffic. It's great community. It's where I went to school at. So I know the area very well. I have old friends that I used to go to high school with, which is over 20 years ago. It's hard to admit sometimes, but <laughs> it's where we're at. Nothing wrong um, with that. <laughs> so it's, it, hey, it is what it is. I've had a really blissful life so far. So, um, and this community really hasn't changed much. I see a lot of the same faces, um, which is amazing. But um, as far as like my top sellers in the shop, it's kind of hard. Um, the coastal decor that I bring in, um, that I buy in, um, does really well. Um, I really do really well with the poly outdoor furniture. But I will tell you, my artists are killing it. They are always being reinventive and they're reinventing the will and always creating new items to be able to come in. Dixie, which is my, you'll see, she's my redheaded best friend in the shop. She's also my manager and she's also my exclusive beach resin artist in the shop. And it is just, you just want to like put your hands into the piece of art because you literally feel like you could like dip your hand into water. It's just, her talent is just beyond words. It's just gorgeous. And then um, Deb, that is my wood scrolling artist. They see these artists have been with me most of my journey. And that's what means the world that I've had 18 art. Like I started with 11. I jumped up to 40. I nailed it back down and narrowed it back down to about 18, which I love. So I really narrowed my audience down a little bit with the artist, but which allows them to grow in whatever medium they're working with. Um, Deb is my hand scrolled um, wood art artist, and she just is so insanely talented. Um, her work and creativity is just blows, blows my mind half the time and our customers. But she's also who I also partnered up with to make a lifestyle brand called Oceana Bella. And we took the Ocean Soul Girl and turned her into digital art for that lifestyle brand. So that's another business I have as well. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you highlighting that because um, so it's so easy sometimes to hear art store and be like, okay, they do beach art, but I wanted, and I really appreciate you diving into that a little bit more because you have curated this really unique brand and conversation piece that really isn't found anywhere else throughout the Hampton Roads area, Virginia yes. Beach area. So it, it's well worth mentioning that. So the, for those of you listening, definitely go check out the show notes, check out Steph's work that she's working on, uh, because it is truly something spectacular that's going on at their shop that's it's, it's, it's magical. I just, you got to go check out the shop. Um, and they do great work with pictures and stuff. And then, you know, uh, just shout out to Steph because she's very informative and engaged on her social media platform. So if you are a tourist and you're like, Hey, how do I get her art? You can definitely reach out and they'll be able to help you out. With that said, let's chat about the role your business plays in the community. Cause Steph, as you said, you you have really been influenced by the community and you're not just a take person. You are a give person and you've been constantly giving. Would you share with us one of the one of the unique aspects about your store, excuse me, uh, is your commitment to giving back to the coastal community, including your support of the Nest organization. Could you explain more about this partnership and how it impacts your business and how it influences the community? Yes. So I'd love to like divulge a little bit more, but it's not just about the Nest Foundation. It definitely is about the community as a whole. So a couple of things I'd love to hit on. Um, I 
both parents have battled cancer. Um, I lost my daddy last year to blood cancer of the bone marrow. My mom has battled cancer since I was 16. She's stage four breast cancer. She's gone through six battles of breast cancer. So it's, it's really hard to watch something like that. But I have a lot of community that has also been touched by cancer and their families. Um, so I donated $3,000 to a local um, breast cancer awareness. Um, it's called um, Care for the Girls. Um, one of my amazing friends, Amy, and her community, she loves this organization. And I always do background checks on organizations to make sure the money is actually going towards the cause. And I loved what it was doing. So I, um, I donated $3,000 to that. I'm also a huge advocate for our military and what it stands for. Obviously, with our area, it's a huge, a huge impact, right? We have a lot of military families. There's a lot of move in and move out. But anyways, um, the Run to Remember that is held out of the Aviation Museum every year. Um, I'm friends with one of the widows um, from the Navy SEAL crash that had happened, where we lost a lot of our Navy SEALs that year. I donated five grand to that one. And then I also, the Nest Foundation holds near and dear to my heart. They don't have a ton of overhead. They're just, they are a great group of people that love sea turtles that go down and take care of these nests. They don't have this big building and all that. They're trying to keep as much money to be able to go back towards the turtles. So they're not this big showy, hey, look at us, all that. They're just a great group of people showing up to be able to do, if there's a storm coming, they're going down and they literally pull these eggs out like a puzzle and number them. And then they'll go transfer them and put all the eggs back in all the same places to be able to help protect these sea turtles. Um, so like last year for Carrie's birthday, we donated $2,000, um, like my local shirts that we're doing. Um, I haven't sold them all, but that was my goal to raise $2,000 cause I took some of the proceeds from that. This year we, um, raffled off with my best friend, Dixie. She donated a beautiful resin sea turtle and, um, we did raffle tickets and we did them at $10 each. I wanted everybody to be able to afford one, to be able to donate two, to be able to possibly be able to have this beautiful residency turtle, right? Um, I didn't want people thinking that they had to dump, you know, $100 in it. They could buy a $10 raffle and be a part of the community, right? So when we donate this, and which I'm actually doing, I'm taking the check up to the shop today because one of the representatives from Nest is coming up today. We raised $2,200 with my community of customers that have believed in the vision, believe in the Nest Foundation. Um, but yes, so we picked the raffle winner. And um, we raised over $21, $2,200, but I ended up bumping it up and rounded it up to $3,000. So we'll be giving them a $3,000 check from, from Sunshine Sweet Pea's family, but it'll be donated in Carrie's name, which is Sweet Pea. That is beautiful and amazing and, and so inspiring because, you know, from, from the outside looking, especially tourists that come and visit, they might not be able to see all of these stories behind the scenes, you know, they see the beach, they see the cool shops and the cool vibes. And they're like, why, why are Virginia beach people so happy? Um, and that's because of <laughs> people like Steph who are constantly pouring back in the community. So Steph, I really appreciate you highlighting that. Um, you know, your, your, your mission to create a space that brings happiness, uplift people and, and supports local artists. How do you see this mission evolving in the future? And what plans do you have to continue supporting local artists seen here in the Virginia Beach area? So that's that's kind of a hard question to answer just because, you know, being in business for five years this fall, 
my first year was not a normal business year, right? Because I started in 900 square feet and in eight months I scrolled out and was like, I'm going to have a bigger shop. <laughs> um, and then we had the pandemic hit, right? And um, that was survival mode for quite a while um, because people don't need art, right? <laughs> you don't need poly furniture to sit on. I'm more of a want and not a need type of business, but we made it through. I'm always wanting to involve, evolve and grow and a lot of my artists that have been with me for years get that vibe and I'm giving them that opportunity to be able to grow and evolve where they don't feel stagnant. Like you want to go make a big, you know, six by three piece, go do it. I will absolutely make space for it. But as far as just like the impact with everything, um, the vision, I want to grow. I will never stay stagnant. I will always think of the next big thing. Um, like we'll be at the Neptune Festival this year down at our ocean front. That is a beautiful local art. And I'm like, I'm going to go down there. I want to be a part of that. But it's, I want somebody to come into my shop and the impact that I want my shop to be on this community is I want somebody to come in and lay their burdens down. I'm going to be honest with you. Everybody that comes into my shop is just like, wow, it is so happy in here. And a lot of my friends that have known me for years are like, yep, that stuff shop. It's no denying it. It's got her favorite color teal in it. And it's just happy vibes. My my team of employees exude the same amount of energy that I do. Um, that's the type of impact. I don't want somebody to just come in and, oh, just a normal shop. Like I want them to come in and I don't care if you bought something. I really don't. If, if you leave in a happier space, I accomplished what I needed to accomplish, which didn't cost any money, right? Um, I can remember when my daddy passed last year and I had a lady come in and she had just tragically lost her brother and she decided not to go home. She decided to stop by the shop and her and I ended up chatting for about 35 minutes. Her and I shared some tears and she's like, thank you. This is exactly why I came in and I was hoping you were going to be here. And I got to share moments with my dad and she got to share moments with her brother. And she's like, thank you. I feel like I can go back home now. And to have had that type of impact in the shop is just absolutely been incredible, but it's because of the art, right? The art makes people happy. The art gives that feeling, gives that community. I'm bringing my artist on one side for the business and I'm bringing them into the community. And it just, it's created this, it's just created a really great bubble. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wow. It's, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of art, right? It helps translate feelings and, and emotions that words sometimes can't really make up for, you know, when yes. you're those times. So that that's incredible. Well, um, Steph, I know you got a shop to run. You're super busy making great things happen. And unfortunately, we are almost out of time. So that brings us to our last segment, our rapid fire questions. So I'd love to ask you some very quick uh, questions, very quick answers, uh, just to kind of let people uh, and folks get to know you just a tad bit better. So question number one, are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's the most unusual piece of art you've ever had in your shop? Oh boy. <laughs> that is not a quick answer, is it? I can't think of a, a very unusual piece of art. Whether that's a piece of uh, maybe a piece of material or or an outcome that wasn't the same as when it was originally crafted in the artist's mind. Uh skip. I can't I can't answer that one quickly. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, is there, uh, is there a local artist, uh, here in the area that maybe inspires you by the type of work that they've made before, or you pull inspiration from any, any, now you're saying in my shop or you're saying just locally that's outside of Art the shop. Artists in general in, in, in the area. Yeah. 
I wouldn't say I pulled a lot of, I mean, the, the artists that are in my shop inspire me daily, if I'm being really honest with you, because I handpicked a lot of them. And then a lot of them got drawn in from the vibe that I put out on social. That's, I have to admit, that's really what inspires me most. Love it. Love it. And uh, question number three, what's one item you created that was hard to part with and sell or that you might in some ways regret selling? Um, I don't know. That's hard. Like we have, because normally if I wanted to buy it, <laughs> if it speaks to me, I buy it. If I'm being honest, I mean, well, that's, the that's fair. I mean how, how many, how many pieces of your own art have you said you bought before? <laughs> Cause you liked it. Well, it's, I, uh, yes. Um, I think I have, I actually have one artist in the shop and I actually bought it, to be honest with you. I'm very much of an inspirational words type of person. So I love seeing inspiring posts. I love seeing inspiring words. Um, her name is Melissa Minkowski. She's in my shop, but her words are always very defined on all of her pieces of art. And some of the pieces for the tragic things that I've gone through in my life and the happiness I've brought to my shop, her words always hit very hard. So I can't say I lost out on that piece because I put a time limit on it and the girls laughed at me and they're like, Steph's going to buy that in two weeks. On the 14th day, it was still there. I bought it. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's a, it sounds like you've been able to, to prevent any any of your favorite art from leaving the shop. You've, you've yes, already that's, set up that's, a system for that. Okay. That is the perk of owning the shop. <laughs> Wonderful. And and I know you've touched on this, but I, I'd love for you to uh, maybe dive into the origin of the inspiration. But what animal uh, inspires and influences your art the most? And uh, and why is that? Sea turtles. I don't think it's anything to do with me. I just think my love for sea turtles because of Carrie and how much that has evolved. And like I said, I have a tattoo in the same place she had a tattoo of a turtle. Um it's just touched on a lot of other people's love for sea turtles as well. And that is definitely our number one seller in the shop. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Steph. Um, we are going to go ahead and wrap up here. This this very fun and, and very meaningful episode of, of Discover Virginia Beach. Uh, we'd like to extend a virtual red carpet to you, Steph Spears. Steph, is this is your moment to share any exciting projects or products that you're currently working on. Uh, is there anything special you'd like to highlight? Um, I'll give you the floor now. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Um, one thing I would really like to hone in on is I'm a mom of three. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. So if you are going after a dream right now and think, well, I'm a kid, I have kids, I'm a mom, I don't have enough time, you do. Um, a couple projects that I'm really working on really exciting right now is I'm actually working with a braiding company, um, the Pinnacle that is at the oceanfront. For anybody that is visiting locally, um, I'm actually getting to design, redesign a one-bedroom model in the Pinnacle. And I'm also getting the opportunity to be able to do their outdoor furniture as well. I've always wanted to do design aspect, to be honest with you. A lot of my customers always ask, hey, can can you just come over to my house and decorate, please? That'd be great. Um, I just don't have a degree in it, but I have a really natural eye for it. So the Pinnacle and the Braden Company have given me this amazing opportunity to support my artist where I get to actually put their art in there. I'm putting the bed, the furniture, all the things in there. So I'm really excited about that. And I've touched on it before in the earlier, we have an amazing Christmas event, community Christmas event. I'm trying really hard to get a Santa this year for it, but we put up 10 beautiful Christmas trees. We really try to revamp the store. Um, it's a lot of local art 
made for Christmas. So, and like I said, we had like 75, 80 people waiting in line last year to get in at 10 AM. Um, so we do like mimosas and I have, um, a local charcuterie girl that comes in. Uh, we did, um, what else did we do last year? We're going to probably have an ice cream guy. That's going to be there from Sunday scoop with Phil. So it's just, it's continuing on and all the community things and just bringing everybody together. Wonderful, wonderful. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Discover Virginia Beach. A big thank you to our wonderful guest, Steph Spears, for taking out some time uh, to chat with us today. And to you, our dedicated listeners, for joining us on this journey. We hope you'll continue to explore Virginia Beach with us and look forward to sharing more and exciting discussions with you. Thank you and take care. Thank you.